Hello, my loves. <laughs> it has been a turbulent couple of weeks, ne? Turbulent. If you can recall, in the first two episodes for this year, I shared a little bit of the struggle I had with coping. Um, with, well, everything. <laughs> Personally, professionally, with friendships, with relationships, and... A lot of the things in between. Um, I did struggle with coping. Which eventually saw me to booking an appointment with a counsellor. Because your girl just needed a breath. I just needed a couple of conversations with someone else to get me out of my head. And to help me process what was happening you know, in my life around me. Help me process how destructive my thoughts were. Yeah, I just needed a breath. <laughs> like I'd shared, I do have um, chronic depression, which I am well equipped to spot as it starts creeping in. And for the most part, I know how to get myself through it. And I usually get myself through it. But I... I also know that there are times when I simply cannot do that. And in those times, I do need some help. And usually I'll reach out to my closest friends and talk about it and talk through it. And most times I also retreat um, to what feels safe for me. And that's just home and that's always my kids and my family. So I retreat into the spaces and the people that feel safe but this time this time was a little bit different maybe because I'm so far away from you know the kids and my family maybe it just felt a lot less safe um you know and in this time it, everything felt out of control because uh, the things about my life and things that are comfortable to me were shook up and threatened. Um, and that's why I didn't feel secure and safe, you know, because exactly what makes me feel safe and what makes me feel comfortable is what was shaken up. And it felt like direct and personal attacks. Well, the, some of the things that happened in, in you know, early this year... I'm saying early this year, like we're far away into the year. No, this is February, but yeah. In in the beginning of this year, um, a lot of my personal life was shook up. Um, and what made it worse was that I had no control over what was happening. And it was terrifying. And, you know... It was suffocating and terrifying. I had these intense panic attacks and I would ugly cry <laughs> a lot. Um, I mean, I cried more in January than I have cried in the last six months. And it was rough. It was rough. But I did reach out for help. Um, and I'm very grateful for counseling. And I'm 
I'm also grateful and impressed with myself for actually reaching out for help and admitting to my friends and to myself um, that I was not okay. I'm also admitted to, you know, my boss um, at the time that I was not okay and that I was struggling um, with coping and keeping up, um, which is rare for me. And I, I don't really like to admit when I'm not okay. I kind of just retreat from everybody and figure shit out. But this time was different. So I, I had to... Yeah, I had to, um, I think I just needed to, I needed, I needed to admit it in order for me to position myself um, in a place where I can seek help and start working on getting back to being okay. Um, I, I didn't really deep dive into what exactly I was feeling. I shared some of it, um... But I think what was important was just letting my friends, you know, know that I was not okay and that I was working through it. Um, and I know that there's still plenty of work for me to do and there's still a lot of things that I have to work through. Um, and I still have moments. But I am getting there, okay? And I feel a whole lot better. <laughs> um, I feel so much better um, and I'm grateful for that and I'm, I'm grateful for my friends and my family that had my back, my front, my side left, right, center, everything and I also realized that um, I am very bad at keeping my sadness hidden or maybe it was just so bad this time that the people who are closest to me felt it too um, like a couple of years ago I, I would never admit or even show that I wasn't okay. Um, but, like, this time, like, I have my friends texting and my, my friends calling, like, I just want to check on you. I just want to make sure you're okay. Hey, let's go grab um, some food. Let's go grab some fried chicken. Like, I love fried chicken. So, like, reaching out to tell me, let's go grab some fried chicken. Like, little things like that helped me get through it and even my mom you know my mom texted me like out of nowhere my mom is not big on texting unless she needs to ask you something about home or the kids or yeah she's not big on texting like that like me and my mom don't text she'll call and we'll talk about it but my mom does not text and this time like on one of the days I was having a really bad day and she just texted me out of nowhere and she was like, Jay, are you okay? And I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like she felt that I was not okay. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just my ancestors whispered to my friends and to my mom, like, your girl's not okay. She just needs, she needs a hug, even a virtual hug. She just needs some something to let her know that she's not alone and that she's got love and that she's got support. Yeah. I know it's a little detour there, <laughs> but I'm just realizing that there has been such growth. Like, man, there's been such growth. <laughs> which is good. Which is which is good. Um, I think 
you know, making, I'm all, I'm all about making progress. I'm all about growth. I'm, I'm all about being proactive when things are not okay. I mean, figuring out how to make things better. I'm all about that. I'm all about Im- like processing situations and emotions in a healthy manner. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing good in that sense. So cheers to that. <sighs> what does any of this have to do with Valentine's Day, you ask? Nothing. Not a thing. Not a fucking thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to share that. I, I, I had to. I mean, I've brought you all with me along this journey of adulting. And I, I feel like I can't just be about like the lows, you know? Also got to talk about how we get past the lows, right? So, yeah, I had to share that. And we're getting there, guys. We're getting there. (laughs) Now, let us get into the Valentine's Day mood and talk about love and all that shit that comes with it. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Mm. Valentine's Day. This globally celebrated day of romance and love. You know, the day when people profess and reaffirm their love for each other. Um, be it intimately or even with um, platonic love, you know. We've got um, palantines and um, galantines, you know. Um, just celebrating the love that you have with each other, right? That's That's what... Valentine's Day is about. Um, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Not really, no. Um, I also don't really have a specific reason, honestly, as to why I don't celebrate it. Or maybe I just don't celebrate it for every reason that is there to not celebrate it. Um, but it's just, it's just not my thing. And that's not me shitting on Valentine's Day. No, I love watching everybody do their Valentine's Day thing and buy each other shit and spend time with each other. Um, I just don't really feel anything for Valentine's Day. I don't feel sad or angry or in love or whatever. I just, it's just a day for me. And that's just what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am, you know... I am oddly, like, never in any relationship or situationship on Valentine's Day. Or at least I don't really remember being in one on any Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. If I, yeah, no. If, if I was in any situation on Valentine's Day, I don't remember. Huh. Okay, well. I I do, however, have opinions and sentiments that are rooted and based off of my relationship with, um, or my experience with romantic relationships and even the situationships. And a lot of that is not happiness. Um, it's not red roses and chocolate and little cute dates and all the cliche things that surround Valentine's Day or romance. Um, it is mostly just cussing and a lot of restraint to not throw bottles at people's heads but um 
yeah, maybe that's why I just don't feel anything for Valentine's Day because I haven't truly experienced romantic love in that way. But that just speaks to my choices and partners, which has been primarily poor, to say the least. Yeah, this is this is something that my girls will laugh at me forever and probably still question my mental health for some of the choices I have made when it comes to partners. Um, can't even call them partners. The people I have dated. Yeah. Even using the word dated, I use that word loosely. Okay. But yes, my choices have been primarily poor. But we learn. I know that I talk about my horrid experiences with relationships and I share my disdain for the stress situationships have brought me. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't think I can have a full conversation about love and relationships right now without shit-talking romance and love and intimacy, but mostly because I haven't actually experienced that type of romantic love or I haven't experienced what I define as romantic love, as intentional love, as intimate love, as unapologetic love. I haven't really experienced um, that. And maybe that's why I feel very strongly um, about, <laughs> about these things. Um, I actually feel very strongly for those things. And maybe part of me shit-talking um, romance, love, and intimacy is because right now I honestly have no clue if I will ever have that. Now, don't get me wrong. I have had that before. I have experienced an intentional love before. I was very deeply in love one time in my life. There's only one time I've ever felt that deeply for somebody. Um, and I had to let had to let her go um, for many, many reasons. Um, but I just don't know if I'll ever have something like that again. Obviously a better version of it, but it is a it is a question for me. And maybe the fear that I have for the answer to that question is why I should talk romance. Um, I should talk love. I should talk progressive and healthy relationships because I just don't know what the answer to that question is for me. And I don't know if I want to hear that answer. What if the answer is, is not something that I want to hear, you know? I look at... Um, I look at my the love that my sisters have in their marriages and in their relationships and the friendships that they have with my brothers-in-law, and I love that for them. And there's parts of both their relationships that make me want my own person like that. You know, that love that has your back, even and especially in moments when you do not realize that you need it, you know, the laughs and the silly moments. And, you know, the way my mom looks so proud when she talks about my brothers and law, when she talks about their relationships. Like, I want my mom to speak proudly of my relationship like that. And I just don't know if I... That moment will come. 
you know, that love that feels safe and that feels whole and unapologetic. You know, love that does not ask me to remove my piercings to look normal. <laughs> ah, yes, that normal is meant to be in quotes, but yeah, no. Um, and I bring that up because yeah, I've been told this more than one time by people I dated. Um, yeah, anyway, again, going back to my poor choice in people. I also don't understand this thing of trying to change people from the way you found them. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you knew I had piercings when you met me. You saw them on my face. And you, you decided to still get with me and date me. So what makes you think that at some point that that is going to change? Like, you knew what comes with it. You know, I saw this um this podcast, I forgot its name, um, but they were talking about relationships and stuff. And that's something that um, they, they, they did talk about. Like, you knew what this person come with and you were with it in the beginning. So why would you decide that that is no longer what you want? And instead of just communicating, then you try to change them and gaslight and make them feel shit about it when you can just communicate and fucking walk away, you know, like, and this isn't about like helping each other grow. There's certain things that are very particular to who people are and their identities. And you, when you're getting into a relationship, you know that that's what that person come with. Why would you want to change that about them when it is so deeply embedded into who they are? You know, why don't you just leave people alone and go and find the person you're trying to date and date them? Anyway, I digress. But, yeah, you know, that that's the kind... I'm looking for that love that, that feels safe and whole and unapologetic. A love that learns and unlearns and it evolves and relearns and does not require me to compromise the very things that make me who I am. There are very few things that are deeply embedded into what makes me Jessica, what makes me happy, and what I wake up every day to emulate and embody. And the love that I envision for myself is the love that would never ask me to compromise on any of those things. It's a love that helps me build and grow on those things, but never ask me to change or compromise them. You know, and I know that's the kind of love that feels a little bit too good to be true, but part of it, I think, part of that love is knowing that you and your partner are actually putting in the work to make it that kind of love for yourselves and defining your own love. And that's what I want. And maybe that's very ambitious of me. But right now, I am unwilling to compromise on that. Unless it's Michael B. Jordan or Trevor Jackson or Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, God. Or Ryan Coogley. I just... Yeah, unless it's those four people, I am just unwilling to compromise on any of that. And I am very happy 
and comfortable with that. And I think it's it's because I've I have invested so much into healing myself and learning to love myself the way that I enjoy to be loved and the way that I feel I need to be loved taking from the way God loves me, the way my ancestors have my back, the way my family loves me, the way my friends love me, has taught me how I need to be loved. And I'm not taking anything less than that. You know, I am investing in myself physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and sexually, and in every way that matters to me right now. And I just need an energy that matches that. And it is okay if a situation or relationship doesn't work out because the other person cannot afford me in that sense. And vice versa, it is also okay if a situation or relationship does not work out because I cannot afford them in that sense. That's fine. The point being that I am unwilling to compromise on what it is I am requiring of a relationship and I cannot lower my standards for anyone because I have worked too hard to have my standards where they are. And I shouldn't be guilted or shamed into that, you know. And that is my Valentine's Day message to you. <laughs> Take this year being the year of, of, of change and reflection as the moment you do some reflection on the relationship with yourself and assess how much you invest in yourself and then measure it against how much you invest in others. It could be partners, it could be friends. And if your investment in others is more than what you put into yourself, it's time to reflect and reevaluate and maybe choose to prioritize yourself a little more. And a special note to my fellow young single mothers. Listen, girl. I know society, I know the people around us have us feeling guilty for trying to work on ourselves and trying to invest in ourselves. But investing in yourself is not being selfish towards your baby or your babies. You cannot be the best mom to them, to them babies if you're not straight yourself. You got to invest in yourself so you can invest in the babies, okay? You got to take care of you in order to take care of the babies. Never let anybody make you feel guilty for that, okay? So, that being said, happy Valentine's Day once again. Stay safe and see y'all next time.